This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Epic fireworks firefight. It's happening everywhere. Out of control fireworks, a 4,000% increase in noise complaints in just one city. It's like in living in a war zone. And outrage. <laughs> Who would doctor the heartwarming video of two little boys running into each other's arms? And why would the president send it out to his 82 million Twitter followers? The banner reading, terrified toddler runs from racist baby. Plus civil emergency declared ahead of the Trump mega rally. And how real is the danger of it becoming a super spreader event? Then, Juneteenth TV. A very special day in U.S. history. How Americans are acknowledging the importance of this historic day. And the cop who cried at the fast food drive through because she thought someone might be tampering with her food. Don't bother with the food because right now I'm too nervous to take it. Did you think that your food was being poisoned? Plus, first photos. The buried treasure finally found after 10 years. Here it is. But what's it really worth? Wait till you hear what our expert has to say. I did some calculations for you. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. In two weeks, America will be celebrating its independence. But this year, there will not be traditional July 4th fireworks because of the pandemic. So a lot of people are planning their own celebrations. Fireworks sales are booming. And as Stephen Fabian reports, that's already got some people going crazy. It sounds like the 4th of July in June. And it's like cannon fire back and forth for hours. It sounded like it could have been in a war zone. It's very worrisome. Wild fireworks are now a nightly event across the USA. Austin, where complaints to police jumped from just 65 last year to nearly 5,000 this year. Los Angeles, fireworks were set off in the middle of a traffic jam. The situation in New York City is getting out of control. Last night, this video was posted, a scene straight out of the Wild West as rivals faced off against each other. Their weapon of choice, fireworks. And look, perhaps a sign of the times, a police cruiser drives by without stopping. In my neighborhood in Manhattan, the fireworks start when it gets dark, and I've heard them continue as late as four in the morning. And let me tell you, lots of people are totally fed up. The fireworks have been absolutely ridiculous. It's way too loud. It's very scary. We have a young boy who's seven years old who's shaken out of his bed every single night. So why the sudden surge? 
Fireworks have been around forever as the 4th approaches, but it's never been this early or with this intensity. Julie Heckman is executive director of the American Pyrotechnics Association. It's this pent-up frustration that the pandemic has had everybody in lockdown for, you know, three, three and a half months, and people just want something to do. She says the industry wants people to be safe. It's important that people take the time to read and follow the instructions for use. A number of police departments have created special fireworks task forces to deal with the overwhelming number of complaints. How low can you go? That's the question some are asking after somebody doctored that touching video of two little boys hugging and posted it with the offensive caption, terrified toddler runs from racist baby. And to make matters worse, President Trump retweeted it to his 82 million followers. Here's the latest on the offensive post. President Trump is under fire today for reposting this doctored video of two adorable children. The original recording shows the toddlers embracing each other on the street in New York City. It went viral last year and warmed the hearts of millions across the USA. But now it's being altered to have a different meaning. The doctored version that President Trump tweeted contains this falsified CNN headline reading, Terrified Toddler Runs from Racist Baby. The point of the video was to make a satirical political statement about fake news, which is one of Trump's major talking points, particularly when attacking CNN. He was making a point uh, about CNN specifically. He was making a point uh, that CNN has regularly taken him out of context. But now the parents of little Maxwell seen in the video are expressing outrage. He will not turn this loving, beautiful video to further his hate agenda, Michael Cisneros says of Trump. So who doctored the video? It was apparently created by a Trump supporter named Logan Cook, whose own bio calls himself eternally sarcastic. He writes, content that I post was doctored by me. This comes on the heels of another Trump social media uproar after Facebook removed campaign ads featuring a red upside down triangle. The symbol was once used by Nazi Germany to identify political opponents, and Facebook said it was violating our policy against organized hate. However, the Trump campaign defended its use, saying this is an emoji. It's also a symbol widely used by Antifa. It was used in an ad about Antifa. It's been a turbulent week for the president, and in an effort to bring some positive press, he sat down for an interview with his son, Don Jr., for a Father's Day special of his podcast, Trigger. With Father's Day coming up, we have a great opportunity to sit with the most powerful father in the world. The president issued a warning about what he believes will happen if Joe Biden is elected. There will be tremendous negative growth. There will be tremendous uh, bedlam all over the place. There won't be law and order. You'll have, you'll have a Seattle, you'll have a Minneapolis like you've never seen before. The whole country will be Minneapolis. And in Tulsa, the mayor has declared a civil emergency and a curfew in advance of President Trump's campaign rally this weekend. We've got more on the twin concerns of possible unrest and a possible uptick in coronavirus cases. The mayor of Tulsa is declaring a civil emergency after law enforcement warnings that violent individuals plan to converge on the city to cause unrest. And there's growing concern that the event will turn into a COVID-19 super spreader. The health concerns about President Trump's upcoming rally in Tulsa. Oklahoma reported a record number of cases on Thursday, 450, 
up from 259 on Wednesday. The indoor arena hosting the president's rally holds 19,000 people, but the Trump campaign says one million supporters have registered. We're going to be in Oklahoma, and it's uh, a crowd like I guess nobody's seen before. Today, White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany says she'll be there without a mask. It's a personal choice. I won't be wearing a mask. Um, I can't speak for my colleagues. And why won't you wear a mask? Is it sort of a personal political statement? Is it because the president would be disappointed in you? It's a personal decision. I'm tested regularly. I feel that it's safe for me not to be wearing a mask. Trump is known for packed and highly spirited rallies. Operators of the Tulsa Arena are now asking for the president for a written plan on how they intend to prevent the spread of COVID-19. The Trump campaign says, we take safety seriously, which is why we're doing temperature checks for everyone attending and providing masks and hand sanitizer. The Trump campaign is also defending its planned rally, pointing out, we don't recall the media shaming demonstrators about social distancing. In fact, the media were cheering them on. But those protests calling for racial justice were outside. Infectious disease specialist Dr. Peter Chin Hong warns a packed indoor arena is different. The virus tries to go on this droplet which falls within three feet. But you can give those droplets superpowers to go beyond three feet by shouting, by screaming. And you're next to those people for a very long time. Other news today, it is just released video of the Atlanta police officer charged with murder in the death of Rayshard Brooks at that Wendy's parking lot. In the video, the officer is shown being marched into the county jail in handcuffs and shackles and posing for his mugshot. It's the Atlanta cop accused of shooting Rayshard Brooks in the back in shackles. In just released video, 27-year-old Garrett Rolfe is seen being processed into jail. He's wearing a blue prison uniform. His shackles are removed and he poses for a mugshot. The other cop involved in the racially charged shooting, Devin Brosnan, is free on $50,000 bail and is speaking out. Do you have any message to Mr. Brooks's family that you want to express? Yeah, I think this is a tragic event and uh, it's totally a total tragedy that a man had to lose his life that night. From my initial encounter with him, I felt he was friendly, he was, he was respectful, uh, you know, I was respectful to him. Um, you know, and I felt like, you know, he seemed like someone who potentially needed my help. And I was really just there to see what I could do for him and make sure that he was safe. He says he suffered a concussion in the struggle with Brooks. Um, after the incident, uh, I went to the hospital and uh, the doctor uh, diagnosed me. Rosnan is charged with aggravated assault, Rolf with felony murder. Both deny wrongdoing. Meanwhile, published reports say NYPD cops are being urged to call in sick on July 4th in retaliation over anti-police protest marches across the city. Flyers being passed around the city's 36,000 officers say, let the city have their independence without cops. But an NYPD statement says, New York City police officers will be here today, tomorrow, and on the 4th of July to protect all New Yorkers. And there was a tense confrontation between LA County Sheriff's deputies and grieving family members after the tragic fatal shooting of an auto body shop security guard, 21-year-old Andrew Guardado. LA County Sheriff's deputies say the security guard had a gun but was not wearing a uniform and fled when cops approached him. They chased him on foot and shot him less than a block away, but it's unclear who fired first. Today, family members are claiming that the young man was not armed. Relatives of the dead man rushed to the scene. I need to know what's going on. That's what I need to know. 
And it's a social media post that has stirred up a hornet's nest of discussion over how much pressure police are under. Amber Cagliano reports it all started when a cop had to wait for her order at a McDonald's. Right now I'm too nervous to take a meal from McDonald's. It's the tearful plea from a sheriff's deputy. She is on a breaking point over her McDonald's order. I don't know how much more I can take. I've never, ever had such anxiety about waiting for McDonald's drive through food. Stacy Talbert posted the video following her shift on Monday. She was concerned about the length of time her egg McMuffin meal was taking, fearing someone might be tampering with it because she is in law enforcement. I don't know what's going on with people nowadays, but please just give us a break. Social media is pouncing her, giving her the derogatory nicknames Officer Karen and Molly McMuffin. She feels anxious because she had to wait for an egg McMuffin, said one. But there's also this. Stacy has a right to be nervous. People are crazy. Pray for our cops. I spoke with Deputy Talbert today. Do you regret posting it? Part of me does because I have gotten threats. What's the real meaning of the video? The real meaning of the video is that law enforcement feels this way all the time. We are always looking, we are always watching, and it never stops. The McDonald's franchise owners in Richmond Hill, Georgia, issued this statement. We are happy to report that the officer was never denied service and also shared positive feedback on the employee with whom she interacted. Do you want people to feel sorry for you now that you've gotten backlash? No, I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. Not at all. I just want some McDonald's. That video has been viewed more than 11 million times on Facebook. June 19th has always been a date of historical significance, but this year it is getting much more attention than ever. Called Juneteenth, it celebrates the day the last of America's slaves were freed. Here's a look at how around the country this year the day is getting its due. This Juneteenth in America is like no other. It was on this very balcony, also in Texas, Galveston, Texas, to be exact, 155 years ago today that a Union Army general told the last enslaved people they were free. Marches and parades are taking place across the nation to commemorate the day. Major companies like Google, Twitter, Uber, and Target have designated it a paid holiday. The talks, Cheryl Underwood. I do believe that Juneteenth should be a federal holiday. It should be taught, it should be commemorated, and people should remember it so that it never happens again. BET is celebrating Juneteenth with a special airing of Selma. Their entire programming schedule today is focused on social justice issues. The Juneteenth Freedom Day Marathon starts today. Even on classic sitcom reruns like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Through that programming online and offline, we're hoping to really expand America's understanding of what Juneteenth is. TBS, TNT, and True TV are simultaneously showing Black Panther. <laughs> HBO so is airing The Watchmen, which explores racism in America. On FX, a Juneteenth-themed episode of Blackish. Juneteenth is a 150-year-old tradition that no one's heard about. Tonight, ABC has Juneteenth, a celebration of overcoming, hosted by correspondents Byron Pitts and Lindsay Davis. People have this, this hunger and desire to understand and know in a way that, that we haven't seen um, perhaps even before in our country. We'll do a story about the power of the black church historically. We'll talk about black economics. 
Uh, we will look at lynching in America. First Lady Melania Trump remembered the day by posting video of her trip to Ghana. A memorial to the Atlantic slave trade. Today is Juneteenth. Whoopi Goldberg opened The View today with a song called I Can't Breathe by Dietrich Haddon. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next, first photos. The buried treasure finally found after 10 years. Here it is. But what's it really worth? Wait till you hear what our expert has to say. I did some calculations for you. And late night comic Jimmy Kimmel. Why is he taking the summer off? I've been doing this job for almost 18 years. Plus, Dad, where is my car? Why are you videoing? Reverse Father's Day surprise. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Last week, we told you about that chest of buried treasure that was found 10 years after it was hidden. But because the name of the finder wasn't released, a lot of people thought this is a hoax. Well, Jim Murray says there is photographic evidence that it's the real deal. It's not a hoax. This photo is the first real proof that the buried treasure chest unearthed after a 10-year search is the real deal. Photo of the chest taken not long after it was discovered, writes art dealer Forrest Fenn, who buried the chest somewhere in the Rockies in 2010. The photo shows a chest filled with coins and what looks like gold nuggets. There's also a rusty key, as well as a twig that somehow got inside. Fenn just published the photos to refute allegations on social media that the buried treasure never existed. He put clues to its whereabouts in a book, sparking a nationwide search that drew more than 350,000 treasure hunters to the Rockies, including five adventurers who lost their lives. Fenn claimed last week that someone finally found the chest, a man from back east that he did not know. The sketchy information led some to call the whole thing a hoax and fake. But these photos sure seem to prove it really does exist, although it's not clear how he got the box back. Did he dig it up himself, or did the unidentified man who found it display it as proof of his discovery? I saw pre-Columbian artifacts. I saw American coinage, gold coins. We asked Dr. Lori Verderame, a prominent appraiser, for her opinion as to its value, which Fenn maintains is about $2 million. This coin, for example, is known as the Ship of Gold coin and dates from the year 1857. That particular coin is a coin which has a market value just about $15,000 for one coin. This coin is called Walking Liberty. It was minted in 1927 and is worth $2,000. That particular box dates to anywhere between 1200 and 1500 A.D. The box alone is worth about $15,000 total value of the treasure, according to Dr. Lori? I would say you're easily at a million dollars. When we come back, why, you're going to see a lot less of Jimmy Kimmel this summer. He's taped more than 3,000 shows, and Jimmy Kimmel says it's time for a break. Tonight is my last new show for the summer. Jimmy Kimmel is taking a summer hiatus. I'm taking the summer off to spend even more time with my family. The late night comic made the announcement from home where he's been hosting the show during the pandemic. I've been doing this job for almost 18 years. I've done 3,130 shows and there's nothing wrong. My family is healthy, I'm healthy. I just need a couple of months off. Kimmel's pal and fake nemesis, Matt Damon, made an unexpected appearance. I've been back here three months waiting to get on. You have? Yeah. You've been in that bedroom for three months. Yeah. 
When we come back, a perfect example of why we celebrate Father's Day. Finally today, this Sunday is Father's Day, and this year it's not just the dads who are getting the gifts, some dads are giving them too. This high school grad and her father are looking for her car in a parking lot, but it is nowhere in sight. Why are you videoing? All she sees is a new Jeep Wrangler, her dream car in the spot where she parked her old jalopy. I think I just unlocked it. <laughs> now that's a great dad. Thank you. And that is why we love our dads so much. That's Inside Edition for today. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. All you dads out there, happy Father's Day. Stay safe, and we'll see you again next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.